Acabó. Listening to ABQ Central. Well, to be fair. 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 With your host, Van Nunley. Alright, this is gonna be so good. And Fred Slow. I am the cream The cream of the crop. 95.9 FM, 610 the Sports Animal. And talkabq.com. Turn it up! Turn it up! It's Tuesday, Albuquerque. You know what that means. The boys are here. The boys are here. I will be here alongside the friends of the show for the next two and one half hours as I will depart early, I being Fred Slow, at 6.30 so that I can bring... New Mexico Highlands, University of New Mexico Highlands, women's volleyball to the masses on the New Mexico Sports Network and the RMAC. My very best friend in all of broadcasting, Van Nunley. Well, you're going to be everyone's friend up until 7 o'clock. All by myself. It's me and Vital talking football. Oh, that's the plan. Save, save your NFL questions for 630. The text line is open, 505-246-0610. You text us, we'll text you. Making it all happen, because I am remote. I'm out of the office. I'm out of the studio. I'm in beautiful and historic Las Vegas, New Mexico. So connecting us is one Mike Vital. Michael, how are you? Very good, guys. Hello, it's Tuesday. (laughs) Wow, that's a lot of pep. Yeah, I'm just trying to make sure Fred's volume on his mic is Mike. You can turn that down a little, Fred. He sounds he sounds okay. He doesn't sound good. Yeah, look down a little more. All right, well I'll come down for you. Thank you so much. I what I probably did was I probably adjusted how close it is to my mouth, and that was stupid. Mm. I shouldn't have done that. Well, well, well. A lot of stupid things in the news today, John Gruden specifically. Oh man. We will get to that at length. In our 4.30 segment, because we will open here, we're excited at 4.15 to bring on two very cool dudes. Tom Ruiz and Ramon Martinez are going to join us. Uh, If you can't wait, they're currently on KOB, or they might be done now, KKOB. Fred, uh, I believe you're thinking of Dodgers legend Ramon Martinez. We have Tom Ruiz and Armando Martinez in studio at 4.15. Oh, did I say, what did I say? You said Ramon. That's, That's Pedro Martinez's big brother. We have Armando here with us. Okay, yeah. so for, from my so my texter was bad because I have Captain Ramon Martinez in my texter. So ah. We're gonna have to get some clarification on that. I ah, will figure it out. Gonna have to get that. But uh, yeah, Tom and Captain Martinez until it's <laughs> deciphered. <laughs> they're they're offering the October event, which is where the Albuquerque Fire Rescue which is all the fire rescue stations and the, the Albuquerque, the AFR Training Academy and the fire marshal's office. They collect brand-new socks and uh, underwears, and then they donate those to locker number 505. So they're going to come in and talk about that effort and how long they've been doing that and why it's so vital to the community and, and who it helps. So we're really excited about that at 4. Hey, you know what else? What's that? They're looking for new recruits. Albuquerque Fire and Rescue is looking for firemen. There you go, They're looking for paramedics. So, loyal listeners, if you used to play with fire trucks when you were a kid, 
or used to set fires in your backyard and put them out, what? boy, do we have the job for you. <laughs> Wait, hold on. How did, <laughs> how did fandom of arson become <laughs> become like become a prerequisite to become a firefighter? Well, Tom just told real. me Armando's like a arson specialist or something, so I just assumed that that's how he started. So that well, that's it, kids. If you want to grow up to be like Lieutenant Tom Ruiz, then. <laughs> Then uh, yeah, just set a matchbook on fire. I guess that's the weirdest advice I've ever heard. But My we'll bad. break all th- we'll break <laughs> all that down at four fifteen. We're gonna have a lot of laughs with that because that's the thing about uh, helping people, and specifically this time of year, is uh, there's there's a way to do it, and there's a way to do it with a lot of enjoyment and fun. So we're gonna do that. You and I had a lot of fun last night at Dave and Buster's. Oh, we sure did. That Monday Night Football and that Major League Baseball and those big TVs, ooh-wee. I couldn't. It was sensory overload. Number one, we had our first reading for the Rocky Horror Picture Show, which we're putting on at the Lobo Theater, October 30th. Get your tickets ASAP at rhpsabq.com. We are hosting. Let I don't know if Tom and Armando are there in the studio with you yet. There, they're listening. The, they're, okay. So we are... I mean, we're bringing a Rocky Horror Picture Show to the masses, and it's it's going to be a hoot and a holler and a blast. So, yeah, rhpsabq.com. Uh, tickets are like 30 bucks. Come out and get super weird with your boys. But, we, yeah, we did our table reading over there at one of the private rooms at Dave & Buster's. And uh, Dave & Buster's, you know, is sponsor of the weekend program. And, God, we just had the most fun. Like, we For had sure. the most fun. And we're such talentless hacks. We had to leave the room and go watch sports mm-hmm. and let the real talented performers take over. Because we didn't want to weigh them down. Well, no, we don't want to. I mean, we don't want to <laughs> impede anyone. Sure. I mean, that's not That's not fair. Uh, yeah, we met up with Chris Lurig of Safe House Distilling and had a lot of conversations with him about the best way to drink cocktails out of a can. And as soon as I'm through Sober October, I swear to God, man, I'm going to drink so many cocktails out of a can. I'm oh, dude, one. we're going to get so <laughs> loose. Oh, I'm we're going to need a spotter. We're going to need somebody who's doing Sober November to follow us around and keep us out of trouble. Cause we're, oh, you're talking about No Stop no, November? November we're 1. We're going. We're getting loose. No the, Stop it, November. Yeah. It, I'm actually I'm going to break the rules. October 30th, I'm going to get loose. Cause, yeah. Yeah, because this, this Rocky Horror Picture Show, is it requires a certain amount of um, lubrication. Yes, that is correct. So, so I'm going to be doing that. But uh, that Monday Night Football game last night, which we'll go into links uh, later in the program, but – that Lamar Jackson has just as, he's ascended Van to the number one conversation. Welcome to superstardom, Lamar Jackson. Yeah, it's it seemed um, like that was his coming out party, right? He saw Tom Brady go for four hundo and and five TDs, and he was like, "Anything you can do, I can do better." Hey, Tom, hold my beer. Yeah, Tom, you look real good down there in Florida, guy. Now let me tell you how we do it up here in the big city. That's I mean that's what it was, and it was. Obviously, like kicking in the NFL is now a coin flip, which is I think is much more exciting for kicking. But yeah, that was that's that's as good as it gets for a Monday night, and especially a Monday night we're in the middle of it. They get breaking news tweets on the screen that are like John Gruden is a racist, bigotist, sexist, jerko. Yeah, 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 yeah. You kind of nailed it. We don't even need to do a segment on it now. Everyone knows. <laughs> Everyone's yeah. familiar with his work. Yeah, sure. He's pretty prolific. Yeah, he, over a decade of it. All of it. Like, a decade that's provable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a paper yeah. trail. Like, we actually, a lifetime is what he's for certain has had. 
Lots of good baseball last night. We So we're sitting, Vital, at the Dave & Buster's last night. And I would say football, because football is king, let's be honest. Sure. So football is on, Van, realistically, eight of the ten TVs? That is correct. Yeah, So and there's more than ten TVs. So it was probably on... It was probably on 18 of the 20 TVs. It was on 16 of the 20 TVs. And and me and Van are like, can we get some more baseball? It was like Tiny <laughs> Tim. Tiny Tim, like, can, can we get some more baseball, please? Can and I get like, some more baseball, please, sir? <laughs> and everyone's like, yeah. why? The, the NLDS was on two screens. ALDS was on two screens. And Monday Night Football was on 20 screens. <laughs> we're, we're like, this. And Van's like, Man's like, well, you might be able to see here. I'm actually sitting with my back to the table so I can see the game, so it would really help me out. Yeah, I had my back like, to you guys to turn around <laughs> and watch baseball. I had no I had no clue what you're talking about. Team Buster's like, we got you. We'll take care of you. They, uh, hey, also, like, like streaming endorsement for Dame Busters, whatever they did to the menu, like, during the COVID, it's so much better than yeah, it used to be. Yeah, molto buono. That's delicious. Yeah, insanely good. It's not uh, just, like, fried food anymore. They got, like, delicious plates and dishes and meals and – it's worth your time. It's a whole deal. Believe your whole, boys. Yeah, it's a full-on thing. So anyway, so we'll go into obviously length about John Gruden. We'll go into length about Major League Baseball playoffs. But it's I don't. Know, it's fun to tease that stuff. I we're also going to talk today about what's going on in Bo- or in uh, Brooklyn as the Nets are like, hey, if, if you can't go fully, Kyrie, then you can't go at all. I mean, this that was the expectation eventually, right? Like you're not going to have that drama all year. You're not going to have that distraction all year. You could only you could play in less than half of the games. So you can't play in any of your home games. Right. And you can't play in California. You can't play against the other New York teams. And I'm sure by then, once winter, winter hits and then the next variant or ever starts sweeping the country, other stadiums are going to close to you. So why even play? Can he even practice to your understanding? Nope. They don't even let him practice. They can't. No right? team well, events, no practice, no interviews. He can just look into the stars and stare at his flat earth and then think about the weird microchips that are in the COVID vaccine. No practice, no interviews, no games. I know very little about microchips. And I know very little about vaccines. But to me, they don't, like, go together, right? Like, one is a liquid. That's just the what other. they want you to think, man. <laughs> <laughs> maybe okay so yeah he's gonna have to make up his mind or what's his salary man do you know uh like 23 million something ridiculous gosh actually around 30 it's 30 okay 30 mil two years 71 mil left on his contract player option for next summer allows him to become unrestricted well um hey go put some money on this he will do that yeah, he's got the carrot dangling now. That big old purse carrot. Let's take a break because I don't want to hang out anymore unless we're talking about Socktober. When we get back, Lieutenant Tom Ruiz, Captain Armando, or Ramon Martinez, <laughs> we're going to figure that out when we get back. Isn't that the worst when you meet someone and you're like, it, squeeze me, baking powder? Because that's... I'm that guy right now. So I'll wipe the egg off my face during the commercial break, and we'll come back, talk about Socktober and how the Albuquerque Fire Department is helping locker number 505. It's ABQ Central, 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Every so often on the program, we're able to bring in some individuals that are helping individuals in the community. 
he went to work for a. We're doing that right now. At a, I guess we got a Anderson School of Business, and he went working there. Joining us in the studio, Lieutenant Tom Ruiz and Captain. All right, help me out. Armando Martinez or Ramon? <laughs> All right, so this is the story here. Okay, here we go. It's Ramon Armando Martinez. Ah, okay. okay. Standard New Mexico family where there's 12 people named the same thing. Those 12 were all named Ramon, so it was easier to call me Armando. Sweet. Cap that's how I got Captain R.A. Martinez. R.A. Martinez. Ah, that's better. There we go. And we actually, he actually goes by Mondo. Yeah. <laughs> so there's another oh, caveat. You got a lot of names they get call me around the office. That's the there's one. three so of them. Most of them. <laughs> there's three of them. Most right of them there, on yeah. here. Absolutely. Yeah. We're good with Captain. We're good with Captain. Drink. Cap Captain sounds nice. Socktober is currently, um, well, it's happening. It's going on right now. And what you can do as a friend of the show is bring brand new socks or underwears to all Albuquerque Fire Rescue Stations, the AFR Training Academy, and the Fire Marshal's Office. And then you guys do what with them? You, b you build a big pillow fort. Absolutely. <laughs> Smart. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so two years ago, we, we joined with Locker 505, and it was a, a, a really big success. The students that are in the Bernalillo County area, uh, needless to say, they, they need these items, right? So 1,700 pairs of socks were, were donated uh, to our fire stations. We were able to give them to Locker 505. And students in the Bernalillo County area um, were able to get these much-needed items. So we're doing the same thing, obviously, minus a COVID year, but uh, times two. So we're eager to see, now that we've already done it once, to see if we can uh, break that uh, previous record of what, 1,700 socks. So in the two months that the school year uh, has been, the students have been there since middle of August, Locker 505 has seen 500 students. Each one of those students gets five pairs of socks. It's 2,500 pairs of socks that have been given out wow. through Locker 505. So wow. we're going to need donations uh, of socks and, and, and new underwear so we can give to these students. So I have the same... 10 pairs of underwear for like three years those are a no we're talking new pairs of underwear that, that only was, that's a that's a hard no, hard no. that's a hard no. Yep. no okay so new only new okay sweet i'm glad we clarified that early important to get okay. that to get that cleared up so you how did the go how ahead, did the buddy. relationship oh i'm sorry friend how did the relationship with logger number 505 start did they approach you you approached them were you guys just like passing at the sam's club as you were both picking through like socks and underwears like how did, how did this thing blossom how did this symbiotic relationship come into existence so the way it got started was with uh locker 505 my wife kind of heard about them through who and what i don't know but she totally bought into it and approached our kids' school with this. So mm -hmm. she talked to the principal and said, hey, I'd really like to do a fundraiser of socks for Locker 505 because this is what they do. Um, we're donating you know, a, a bunch of clothes and a bunch of stuff to the homeless shelters. And she said, did you know that socks and underwear are the two things that they need the most? They don't need clothes. They don't need all this other stuff, the blankets, you know, as much as they need socks and underwear. So comes around to getting introduced to Kim and what they do with the kids. And uh, so we did, basically we did our first October was three years ago at the kids' school at Our Lady of Assumption. And we just put up the money, you know, we said, hey, whatever, whatever class brings in the most socks, 
we'll give you a pizza party for Christmas. So that's how we got started. And then we donated the socks from the kids' school to Kim at Locker 505. And then from there, uh, her and I kind of hit it off. And I said, hey, if there's you know anything I can do to ever help you. And um, she asked if the department would be interested in helping out. And so I you know, went up my chain of command, and they said, absolutely, let's see what we could do. And, and here we are today. So let's rewind a little bit and talk a little more about Locker 505. I know you guys aren't direct representatives, but let's let the lawyer, loyal listener know who they are and what they do. Because it's not just one class. It's not just one school. Any child in need can sign up and go, right? Well, the way it works, yeah, it's not just one school, one anything. Kim is open to helping anyone who needs it is, is essentially essentially what it boils down to. Um, so the way it works is the, the, the kids from their school, it's actually the teachers and the counselors that see the kids. You know, they see poor little, you know, poor little Armando comes in and he's been a little bit funky and she notices he's been in the same clothes for, you know, for two weeks. So now the teacher writes a referral to Locker 505. The kid gets the referral and the parents get to call Locker 505 and they say, hey, my kid was given this referral. So Kim's staff would say, cool, I'd like to see your kid. When can we set up an appointment? So now this kid gets to come into Locker 505, and Kim has helpers, and she's, she calls them her shoppers. So their sole intention is to give this kid one hour of uninterrupted, like you're the most important person in the world right now. So you come in. I'm going to sit down with you. I'm going to talk to you. I want to listen to what you have to say. You know, let your guard down. What color do you like? You like football. You like baseball. You're a cowboy, whatever. You know, they just want to talk to the kids and really, really entertain the kids and let them let let them feel at home and, and feel welcomed. So then they get their, their style, you know, what they want to wear, what colors they like. And then the shoppers will then take them back into the warehouse area, you know, and it's not huge, but it's 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 very, very clean, very well done, very well organized. And the shopper will say, Hey, I think this would look nice on you. You know, this is a cute shirt. I think you said you like pink. Let's try on these six pink outfits. So then they actually make the kids try on the clothes while they're there. That way everything fits appropriately. It's not too tight. It's not too big. It's for that kid. So they put the clothes on the kid. They can tell by the look on their face, you know, they like it. They feel comfortable and confident in it. Yeah, that's so cool. And uh, so they put these outfits together and they let the kids take them home. Uh, then they give them a pair of shoes. They give them some toiletries and whatever else goodies that they have that they know the kid needs. So the pair of shoes they have to wear out. That way they get scuff marks and they get, you know, you can't, you know, have the parents take them back to the store. All the socks that we get, all the underwear that we get, you know, before the kids take them home, we cut them out of the packaging and you just get the raw socks. Nice. That way there's no yeah. chance in them yeah. getting returned. So, uh, so essentially, sorry, that was a long story, but uh, the, a the, good one. The, the way it starts is with the referral. So somebody has to recognize the need in the child, and then they send that referral over to Locker 505 or to the kid, and then they can and then uh, reach out and say, hey, I need help. And uh, it's all free, 100%. It's all nonprofit, and uh, these are all donations. So if you guys have, uh, you know, not not only are we, we looking for clothes, I mean for socks in this drive and, and new underwear, but – if you guys go through winter and, you know, you got birthday and Christmas and everything coming up to where your kids have outgrown stuff, you know, think of it as an alternative to, uh, you know, to the other places that are out there where these are actually going right to the kids, you know. And it's and it's cool because they get the clothes, they send them off to the cleaners, 
they organize them, they clean them, and it's not me handing down clothes in my local clothing bank to where this actually happened growing up. You know, we take a bag of clothes, turn it in, and then three days later there's a kid next to you that's wearing your shirt from, you know, last year. So that that way this doesn't happen. You know, we, we, we want the kids to be happy with their clothes. Kim Kirshen can be reached physically at 6020 Constitution Northeast. Uh, obviously, you can call her, 505-294-1647. Donation hours at the center, Mondays and Fridays, or excuse me, Mondays, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m., Tuesday, 10 to 6, Wednesday, 10 to 5, Thursday, 10 to 5, Friday, 9 to 1, um, or Albuquerque Fire Rescue Station. So you guys are taking yeah. socks and underwears, but if individuals show up at your firehouses and they have more, you're not going to turn them away, are you? Absolutely not. Each one of our fire stations has a, a large box that we can take all these donations and all our firefighters at the stations are aware of the program. So if, if that's where you are feel comfortable um, dropping donations off, then please do so. So 22 fire stations, if you need to find out where your local fire station is at in your uh, neighborhoods, uh, you can find those locations at cbq.gov slash fire. Uh, fire station information is on there. You can find the addresses of all of our, of our fire stations. Locker505.org or on Facebook, Locker505. So beyond doing all this awesome stuff in the community, you know, Albuquerque Fire and Rescue is looking for help out there. Tell what? us about that. We are. So open enrollment will begin uh, for the next hiring process in the beginning of December. So we lowered the hiring age to 18 before it was 21. And we also did away with the requirement of you having of applicants uh, having to have an EMT license. So the age is now 18. If you have a do or do not have an EMTB license, we do not need that anymore. You do need to have 15 college credit hours or two years of prior military service. So if you're 18 uh, or older uh, and you feel the need to help the community, uh, we are having an open enrollment period that begins December 6th. If you're a paramedic, you already have your paramedic license. Uh, we are offering a $15,000 sign-on bonus for those individuals. Wowza. So uh, all the information regarding hiring, uh, what it takes to begin the enrollment process is on our website, cabq.gov slash fire. Um, there's a tab on there, open enrollment. There's a tab on there to learn what you need to get started. Um, you can also contact me. My, my information is on the website. Um, please feel free to reach out and if you have any questions about the hiring process. Fred, Fred, I don't mind telling you that when I was oh, a kid, ahead. I wanted to be a fireman, astronaut, baseball player, cowboy. Smart. So I still got a chance okay. for 25% of that. <laughs> That's an okay. That's, you're I think, you're I think a young that, man. You, yeah, there's plenty of time. I think the astronaut ship has sailed. No. I think the baseball player ship has sailed. I disagree. I still think I got a job at cowboy or fireman, though. I got a shot here. I think, I think I was selling work. a cowboy roster this year. <laughs> okay. <laughs> if I became a firefighter, I think I could work like the deep fry at the fish fry. Otherwise, okay. I don't think okay. there's a lot that I would be able to contribute. I just, number one, I'm afraid of fire. 
And number two, I love fish. So I think that's that's how I would fit into this system. Socktober currently going on at all Albuquerque Fire Rescue Stations, the AFR Training Academy, and the Fire Marshal's Office. Uh, go see some people in the community that are helping people in the community. Take them socks. Take them underwears. Uh, Lieutenant Tom Ruiz and Captain R.A. Martinez, thank you so very much for visiting the program today. Any final words before we let you go? Thank you so much for having us. This is uh, a great cause, and we really appreciate uh, you all helping us get the word out. Thank you so much. I love that. I appreciate that greatly. So uh, we're gonna get uh, we're gonna grab a break. We're gonna talk John Gruden when we get back because he's the worst human being on the face of the planet for like the next twenty four hours. <laughs> ABQ Central on ninety five point nine FM and AM six ten. The Sports Animal. All right, Van. I'm ready to put the next two hours into this. Are you ready? Holla. Thank you once again to Lieutenant Tom Ruiz and Captain R.A. Martinez on joining us on the program Talks October. I like uh, R.A. That's strong. Yeah, R.A. is super strong. Okay, why didn't he just introduce himself as R.A.? You that's, know I'm a professional that's broadcaster. Sweet. I'm the world's last professional broadcaster. If I give you a nickname, you make a Twitter handle out of it. Everyone knows that. <sighs> All right, friends of the show, go get your kids. Go get your kids right now. Gather them around the living room radio where you so often gather on weekday nights to listen to the addresses of the president because we're about to do a little fireside, okay? I'm assuming you don't want to bring your kids to this if we're going to talk about what I think we're going to talk about. Well, the part I'm going to talk about, I want kids to be here for. Okay. Ready, go. There There are two things. Bottom of the ninth, zero out. Houston Astros up 10 to 1. White Sox got a hit, got a man on first, trying to erase a nine-run deficit. Yeah, it's not going to happen. <laughs> Looks like we're going to have Sox Astros on Friday. Sorry for the interruption. Ready, go. There are three things, Van, that you don't do professionally, okay? <coughs> Number one, yeah, don't forge paperwork. Don't that's a do good that. one. Hey, that's a good don't, one. Because you know what paperwork is? A trail. You don't forge it. Number two, don't steal money. If you steal money, you're going to lose. No matter what it is. And number three, don't send damning correspondence. Yeah. It, th- these are the three rules of business. You don't need to have an education. You don't need to be good at your job. You don't need so many things as long as you don't do those three things. Yeah, that's a very good point. Those are three big ones. Those and are if, the and if three. You, and if you are going to do something, let's say, for example, be a racist – Mm-hmm. Try not to have a paper trail. And if you if you are going to be a racist, I'll tell you what, you should probably like do it in secret, and then you and your racist friends could have like I don't know matching outfits, and maybe you could like cover your face with I don't know like a sheet or something and cut holes in it, yeah, so you can or, see, or like, like a if you, if, red hat. Just follow those rules, you know, go crazy, and maybe like the like the most important friend you could call him like a dragon or something. I don't know. I'm just spitballing here. You're just throwing out ideas. Yeah. Also, if you're going to be a racist and a bigot and a sexist and a homophobe. Yeah, it's all of them. Which is greater than the Holy Trinity. Don't do it for what is arguably the most inclusive franchise in the history of all sports. Yeah. Yeah. First Hispanic quarterback. Tom Flores. First Hispanic Super Bowl winner. Jim Plunkett. First black coach. 
Art Shell. First female executive. Amy Trask. The list goes on. Openly gay, Carl Nassib. Openly gay, Carl Nassib. Don't leave that one out because that one's big. That's a big one. And John Gruden's like, hey, Raider Nation, um, I'm actually hate-filled. I'm actually at or near the worst person you've ever met. And here's me telling you how surprised I'm not. Sure. And, I, and I'm not the guy who for years was like, hey, John Gruden is the worst and and he's a, a just a piece of garbage. Like, I'm not the guy who went around saying that. But I'm telling you right now, looking at him, like you knew the whole time. Yes. Every time he was making that stupid face, he was thinking something sexist or bigotist or racist to say, and he had to suck it back. And that's why he was making those stupid faces so he would shut up and not say something racist out loud. Knock so on wood. So he made that stupid face throughout the whole game, and then he went home and sent a racist email and got it all out of his system. No, he didn't send a racist email. And No, also- after, after each game and each practice <laughs> and each day of his life. Not just you, the once. What do you know about Ohio? Tell me what you know about Ohio. Uh, they have the most roller coasters per capita in the world. That's about all you know, right? That's all I know. What, also, also like Cedar Point, which is Sandusky, which is where John Gruden is from. Ah. So, they grow them a certain way in Ohio. And if you're from Ohio, if you're currently listening to the program and you're like, Brad, I'm not that way, well, then I'm not talking about you. Sweet. I'm talking about everyone you know that you're pretending is not this. Because I'm from Illinois. I'm from Missouri. Like, I know what this is. John Gruden is every high school and youth coach that I had. And you know what those teams also had? A lot of hate towards people that didn't look like us. Sure. It's so crazy to me, man. It's, what, is, what is there to gain? Like, what is there to gain by in your, like, your digital correspondence with individuals to be like, hey, I think I'm going to say something like incendiary and hate-filled. Like, where does that get you ahead? Like, that pure, just running rampant, insane ego that it takes to think, I'll just say whatever I want whenever I want with no consequences whatsoever. Give me a break. (sighs) The break... Okay, in the simplest way, as he says these homophobic things and these bigoted things and these racist things and these sexist things, um, that's known. I'm telling you that's known in circles for years. But what John Gruden did was he said, probably unrelated to these things, something about someone, and maybe it's DeMora Smith, or maybe it's the NFL proper, or maybe fill in the blank, John uh, or Roger Goodell. And they were like, we're just kind of tired of John. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we could have done this at any time. We're going to do it right now. So what we're going to do is we're going to leak the one where he's running Demora Smith through the mud with, like, a racially insensitive trope. And I'm into, like, I get it. Like, like you, you say one dumb thing, and it's off color, and you're stupid. Okay. I'm going to forgive you. But you can't be all the things. You can only be accidentally one of the things one time and he didn't john gruden knowing that this other stuff existed man he didn't take the bait and just resign at that time like he should have and that is the third out in the bottom of the ninth the houston astros 
advance to their fifth straight league championship appearance. They will That's be crazy. playing the Red Sox on Friday in Houston. Let's grab a break, man. When we get back, one of this John Gruden talk is I'm going to give you just a couple commercial minutes to celebrate your Astros making it to the AL. So like 12 minutes yeah. away. Central, 95.9 FMS. He's the sports and fitness director at the Horn YMCA. I'm going to talk about their new health and wellness program, Strong 2.0, which I'm already enrolled in, Van. I don't know if you are or not. How can I? I'm doing two a days for Sober October. Well, you're I'm about two. to do 2.0 a days. Hi oh. Hey Joining us on the Quan's Auto Care Hotline, Vincent. Uh, he has a take on John Gruden, and I'm ready for it. Welcome to the program, Vincent. Uh, well, thank you for taking my call. I mean, the morning guys, uh, they, they won't. They, they blackmailed me, so I appreciate you guys taking my call. Um, no, uh, what you're talking about with this Gruden thing, uh, I, I, I applaud you guys for, you know, bringing it out in the open. Uh, you know, and I hear, I listen to a lot of national talk radio, and you have people defending Gruden. Oh, well, you know, why does uh, Gruden get, you know, basically get tossed to the side while, uh, you know, uh, players like Ray Rice and whatever, and, you know, what, you know oh, come on. Uh, you know, he's, a, he's in a, a position of authority, uh and what he did 10 years ago is what he is today. I mean, he's not you know like, I mean? uh, you know, he's, we're not talking about some guy who's, uh, you know, 20 years old and, and he's 30 years old now. I mean, uh, he is what he is. And he's, uh, you know, <laughs> I mean, all those things in him, that's that's John Gruden. Uh, you know, and I think the biggest thing that contributed to his Demise, whether you know whether he's going to hang on in Oakland or in Vegas or not, was that he didn't uh, appreciate the uh, players taking a knee, uh, you know, in protest. Well, <laughs> that's not going to fly with NFL players. Vincent, I mean, I, Vincent, that. I'd like to see the uncomfortably large Venn diagram of the same people who apologize for John Gruden are probably the same people who apologize for storming the Capitol on January 6th. I think that's a big overlap right there. I totally agree with you. I wouldn't have said that. (laughs) That's what we, that's what we do here, Vincent. I mean, I mean, it's just like I hear, I mean, believe me, because I listen to national talk, I have serious and I listen to a lot of, and people say, oh, you know, I call something and say, oh, you know, it's John Gruden. What he said wasn't all that bad, you know. It's just words. Well, oh, no. You're in a position of authority as a head coach <laughs> and John Gruden. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, and they all feel, oh, geez, they ruined his life. He's never going to, oh, come on. The guy's, he made what? He made, uh, he's already made $30 million. Uh, in the first three years of his contract with the Raiders. I mean, uh, I'm not going to shed any tears for John Gruden, you know, because he hid, basically, he hid his, his racist whatever. His, you know, his whole, he went through the whole gamut. You know, women, uh, uh, homosexuals. Anyone who's different everything. Than him. Yeah, everything. 
He identifies I mean, he every, everything who's not a middle-aged cis white male. It's like he they got it. So so Vincent, I'm I'm big. Let me tell you, Vincent, I'm really big on second chances. If you make if you make one mistake and you own up to it, I believe you deserve a second chance. And hey, if you're a quality human being, you got a heart of gold, let's give you a third chance. This is over a decade of him being racist and no, misogynistic. A known, yeah. A paper a paper trail of over a decade. And this is a lifetime of this. So no, this isn't a wah uh cancel culture thing. No, this is like finally shedding the light on a bad human being. Like, okay, I, I get it. If you go through all my emails throughout the hist- the history of Van Nunley, you're going to find some horrible things in there. I guarantee it. You know, speaking of that, I have direct directions for Fred the second I die to erase my browser history and erase my emails <laughs> so this doesn't happen to me. But this isn't a one-time thing. This is a decade of him being a bad person. It is. We got to uh, forget Roger Goodell and Roger Goodell said oh yeah that's what happened <laughs> let me show you that was the funniest thing you know about Roger Goodell I was like wow I mean, I, wow you're gonna say that about the commission I mean you know, uh, <laughs> you know Vince, in the Vince, we gotta we're at the break we gotta grab the break and when we get back we're going to welcome our friend Dane to the program Dane Leninger, who is the sports and fitness director at the Horn YMCA. Uh, we're going to talk about Strong point, uh, Strong 2.0, but we're going to talk more John Gruden after that. Um, but as excited as I am about the YMCA and the Strong Challenge, that's how excited I am to get back to this conversation. So it's I'm across the board, man. I'm, like, fired up today. Fired Just up for physical health. Put him on blast. Life. Yeah. Also, like, Dane is, like, the nicest guy in the whole world, so it's going to be – Complete different energy. It's ADQ Central <laughs> on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Dane Leninger is joining us on the program. He's the Sports and Fitness Director at the Horn YMCA. We're going to talk about Strong 2.0. Full disclosure, Van and I are on the board over at the YMCA, and we do a lot of, like, uh, we just make suggestions. You know what I mean? We say, wait, why don't you do this, guys? We're we're not we're not objective. Well, we can no. be we can be objective, but we're not impartial. How about that? Here's the one we, thing we I love we love the why before, during, and after us being on the board. Yes, <laughs> I'm here. The craziest thing about Dane before he introduces himself is I've seen him host like those like the youth summer camp stuff and like work with kids. Dane makes working out fun. Like that's a skill. That's a full on marketable skill, Dane. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, glad to be here. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, 
I'm Dane Leininger. I'm the sports and fitness director at the YMCA of Central New Mexico, and uh, we wanted to talk a little bit about the strong challenge that we're going to be putting on starting October 18th. So to piggyback to piggyback on what Fred just said, like, you know, we're there at different times of the day, and you know, our first exposure to you was like seeing you like hang out with the kids and play with the kids. Right. Like, is is that a cool mix of like taking fitness super seriously and like letting those kids have fun? Yeah, definitely. Definitely a mixture between those two things. Um, I think like my background with with CrossFit and, and physical therapy and kind of, um, yeah, just everything that it's 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 really great to to work with the kids and get to see them kind of have a good time with fitness. You know, we do the the uh, sports and conditioning classes there and, and they yeah, they really have a good time doing it. What it is, it's a 30-day challenge to help you strengthen your physical, mental, and spiritual health through activities that build healthy habits. And it's free and open to the YMCA members, so that's that's all three of us. But then everyone in the community that's a non-member. And what you have to do is you have to text STRONG to, and make sure I got this right, 844-889-6222. And you get a link, you fill it out, it takes about 10 seconds. I'm already signed up. I know Van's not because he's Albuquerque and and he'll late to the very last second. Yeah, ten minutes then, before the first class, I think. Yes. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but then October 18th, uh, this whole thing gets started, huh, Dane? Right. That's a, that's a kickoff date. We're going to have a, a kickoff class at both of the YMCAs. Um, those are going to be at 6.30 at the Horn YMCA and at the McLeod YMCA. The AM or the PM? The PM. Oh, well. I mean, i got to work. i got to be on air. For those in your cars right now, it is bottom of the 4th. Brewers up to nothing, one on, two out. Yes. Yes. Vital's Brewers are up 2 0, trying to force a game five. He's pins and needles back there. You got to see how nervous this guy is. Oh, my goodness, Vital. Quit chewing your nails, weirdo. How did you Dane. know? So, Dane, oh my God, this sounds so expensive. How much does this cost? Um, no, it's totally free. What? Um, yeah, free for, for members and non members. So how let's how did this start? Where I'm assuming this is all your brainchild. You're like, hey, listen, guys, sit down. This is what we're gonna do here. Well, yeah, not not. A, I can't take credit for it. It's it's actually we're we're partnered with hundreds of wise nationwide and uh, hundred of thousand. We're we're trying. The goal is a hundred thousand uh, participants or team members is what we would call it uh, to do the challenge. Y-M-C-A-N-M dot org to sign up. Yes. Get uh, in. So, I mean, this is all ages and sizes and fitness levels, right? Like, you don't you don't have to be rehabbing an injury, and you don't have to be a professional athlete. Anybody can come. Right. Any Anybody can, can join. And what you get, so whenever you're like, say you're part of not the Y community van, what it is, is it's free weekly visits to the Y for, like, your whole family for a month. Ooh. And then if you fall in love with the Y, the way me and you did. You sure did. Then, then it's uh, 100% off the joining fee. So then, the, like, the Y is, like, cool. You're here. You're already part of the culture. You're part of the fellowship. You guys are in. And the kickoff class at that 630 on the 18th, uh, Dane, are you teaching that? What's, what's, what is a kickoff class? Um, so yeah, it's going to be just a, a fitness class that uh, it's going to be a shorter class. Just kind of, uh, familiarize yourself with some basic movements. We're going to, uh, I won't be, I won't be teaching that one. No, but, 
I think Sarah will be, she's our, she's our head there. I think she'll be teaching that class and, um, then there'll be, there'll be multiple other classes that are going to be kind of on online on demand, kind of there's recipes, there's the online community of the strong 2.0 challenge is really what you get when you sign up. Sign up by texting strong to 846-889-6222. 844, Van. 844. Oh, what did I say? Not that. <laughs> 844-889-6222. Hey, run that back, Vital. I think I said it right the first I time. I thought you did, too. That's why I was laughing. Don't let him gaslight me. <laughs> what is okay, this all about? So, all right, Dane, do this. Pull out your f- smartphone right now. Go to Spotify. Subscribe to ABQ Central. And when you <laughs> listen back to this program, at the whatever minute mark this is, I can read. That is when Van said it wrong. I can read and I can talk. Well, how I'm glad how I dare can, you? Can listen back to it at least. So, Dane, we've seen you in action. Yeah, like, we know how talented of a guy you are. What What brought you to the why? Like, what was so attractive about the why? Because I'm assuming like I, all the big gyms are just like trying to recruit you <laughs> and peel you away from this awesome community organization. How'd you get into the why? Um, yeah, so I've actually, I have a background. I, I started at the YMCA in Pueblo, Colorado when I was in school. I started as a uh, lifeguard. And so I've been, I've been at YMCA's for, um, well, I've been in this position for two plus years now. And now I'm going, I, and I came from that, from that background, probably five years. Um, I've always just loved the community at the YMCA and it's just a good, uh, like wholesome feeling. That's awesome. A lot of friends of the show at the Y van. So it's Vital. We'll be at the Y, whatever me and Van are doing. And we're say we're doing cardio or stretching. We're never really lifting weights or working out. Oh, and, how dare you. And all like all these friends of the show will come up and they'll be like, hey, what do you think about like the Lobos or hot take? And I'll be like, listen, it's 715 in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I will talk about Major League Baseball if you pour me a cup of coffee, but I just can't. Like like tune in at four o'clock. That's your like out. That's your out to get out of uh, working out, right? Yeah, that I literally say that every time. I'm I'm like, don't worry about my long hauler COVID nineteen pneumonia lungs. I'm just gonna I'm gonna talk defensive schemes of the Lobos. That's, we got a pitching I'm... change in Atlanta. Atlanta's got the bases loaded, bottom of the fourth with two outs, Ooh. taking a break for a new pitcher to come in. Dane, we yes. uh, as we talk about two point Strong 2.0. What do you what do you expect to see from Horn? What do you expect to see from the community that shows up? What is what is your personal goal for the 2.0 Strong Challenge? Um, I think we we want to see people come in the doors. We want to see a community be built. Um, we know that it's been hard the last 18 months, being kind of um, with with everything that's going on. Uh, physically and and even socially trying to get people back in getting comfortable uh in that gym setting and kind of yeah bring people back to the why kind of um be on a team and and uh just connect on on that level so it's not just a midtowner it's not just an uptowner it's not just a downtowner this isn't only at the Horn facility. Right. You can also go to the McLeod facility up on uh, Comanche. It's like Comanche in between Wantabo and Tramway, right? That's right. So you don't just have to go to the one facility. you got some options. Yeah. So, okay, a lot of people are busy. Maybe they can't make every night. Do they, do they, are you going to kick them out of the challenge? 
Uh, no, 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 absolutely not. Um, yeah, if you're if you're busy, there's. I mean, the the whole challenge is is going to be that 150 minutes of exercise a week, and that's so that that comes down to three three 50 minute exercises or five um, 30 minute exercises a week, or even if you did four, I think it'd be like I don't know 42 minute exercises a week. So um, definitely not gonna. We, we have a lot of online content and, and workouts will be posted daily onto the, the stronglife.org website. So there's going to be recipes, um, healthy eating options, on-demand workouts, and then daily workouts posted. So you can kind of do them almost anywhere. You don't have to be at the Y or at either location to, to get your workouts in. Ben, I just had an idea. Let's do this. Hit On me. Monday the 18th, because we have Monday Night Football, we are off the air at 6 o'clock. Okay. Cool. So let's broadcast live from the Y on Monday. So let's go to the Y from 4 to 6, and then immediately following the program, we will jet over and do the Strong Challenge at 6.30 before we take in Monday Night Football. You got a deal. I love that. Nice. Okay, over over the interwebs, pinky pinky swear. You got that? It's you grab it? Did you grab, you grab it? You grab it? I'm flexing it. You got it? Are, are we hooking when, it? You know I kissed it? the sum. You Kay. know I kissed the sum. Okay. Man. So, Dane, any uh, any final words before we go on the why or the program? Anything that we might have missed? Um, no, not that I could think of. I, yeah, I just want to thank you guys. And, and, yeah, I look forward to hitting that first workout with you. Well, I'm not nervous at all, which actually means I'm insanely nervous. You should uh, be. Yeah. I – I've seen, like I said, I've seen Dane make, like, visit, like, I've seen it exciting. Yeah. So if I can be become good. excited about exercise, that's, well, that's going to be a brand new emotion for me. So visit the website, ymcanm.org, or text STRONG to, don't interrupt me, Fred, 844-889-6222, and then fill out the form linked in the text reply. Dane Leininger, the Sports and Fitness Director at Horn YMCA. Thank you so very much, my friend. Yes, thank you guys. Appreciate we're you, gonna Dane. A, we're going uh, to grab a break. Let's revisit Gruden Talk. Whenever we get back, it's ABQ Central on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Van, are the rumors true? Is Wait. Dane still here? Yeah, I was telling Dane. I was like, we slapped high five and like, saying goodbye and i was like hey you ain't got nowhere to go you can hang out with us another segment if you want so we got dane some bonus dane action okay well this is only because dane's a cool dude and not because the ymca because well just because really i, I mean i like dane I, th I think just think he's a cool dude well so. thank you for sweet yeah agreed we uh we said we're gonna talk john gruden a little bit dane you were gonna uh throw in a little bit dane you've had a lot of coaches in your life whenever you're like a youth and in and a like a position to be like I guess impressed upon do you do you blindly trust like the coaches you've had in the past without questioning character or have you been able to in your in your time growing up identify like whenever you think like there's someone that might be of of faulty core values um as far as like fitness coaches or sports coaches anyone any any, any coach yeah. any any coach um I don't know. I think I I think that I'm I'm pretty I, I always kind of see take people for face value and I I kind of have faith in in humanity and I, I I feel like most people are good and they're if they're trying to you know I just read them and I think if most of the time I I do trust people blindly. 
do you feel like if you lost that trust in an individual, would you be able to follow them in their professional or athletic like involvement in your life? No, I don't. I, Me neither. You know, once it happens, yeah, it's kind of you. You gotta learn from your learn from it, right? Yeah, I mean, I had a lot of coaches growing up as well, and you know, you're an impressionable young man, and like the coaches, the coach is your second dad, right? And then a lot of times, he's your first dad, so you're gonna blindly believe whatever he says, and you're what the lessons that he teaches you. That's just as good as a family member. That's just as good, blah, just as good as your first or second father. So of course, like an impressionable young man, is is going to have those situations. But we're talking about in John, the case of John Gruden, we're talking about adults. We're talking about professionals. Like respect is earned in that situation, and it, and it seems like all the things that would lose respect for John Gruden got swept under the rug for years and years. And I want to know why, who are the enablers that allowed this to happen? Because he wasn't emailing himself for 10 years. There was somebody else on the other end of that email who kept reading all of this garbage for years and years and years. Who are these people who kept quiet about this behavior? And who are the enablers that kept all this quiet is my question. But Van, he wasn't coaching at the time. And Van, he only worked in TV. And Van, what does it have to do with anything on the field? It's his core values. Core values, yeah. Like, I have this job. I host a talk radio show. When I leave here at 6.30, I'm a broadcaster for a college. When I drive home, I'm a friend and a, and a boyfriend. And, and when I'm in, at the YMCA in the morning, I'm a community member. Like you're still, you can have any title at any time, but your values are always there. And it's just, it's asinine to me to think that like, just because you hold a certain job title or whatever, that there's a hashtag stay in your lane approach to business or whatever. You know, I, I said it a little bit earlier and, and I'll, and I'll beat this point into the ground. Like I believe in second chances. If he, sure. if he screwed up one time, and he had a heartfelt apology. He deserves a second chance. But we're talking about over a decade of data that not only was it one thing, it was something constantly all the time. Racism, misogyny, bigotry, homophobism. Like it's just every single thing you could think of that makes you a bad person. He checked all those boxes. So like we're past the second chance date. We're like, hey, maybe we should just muzzle this guy and put him away for a while dane do you send text messages that your grandma can't read no not necessarily i think i <laughs> i uh i i speak in in grandma when i when i text my grandma <laughs> <laughs> i like and that's so crazy to me because you'll have like people in your life that are like hey no this is comfortable and safe well the thing about like correspondence is and by the way introduction to the internet you don't understand how it works. And when I say you, I'm talking to literally everyone. Like anything you send on the internet, that's not secure. That's not safe from. You're not in a back alley like having a private conversation. That will be found and it will be used at whatever motivation people want. And if we want to have that talk too where it's like, well, let's let's look at like all Roger Goodell's text to every owner or executive or whoever. I'm not saying anyone here is squeaky clean. I'm not saying that at all. What I'm saying is there is a judgment there 
to go from having these beliefs and wanting to vocalize them within your group of individuals that you do that and then being like, hey, I'm going to put it in a place where it can just be found by others. Like, what is your decision-making process there? Fred, Dane, Mike, the Internet is forever. Mm. What you put on it exists forever. Like, most loyal listeners know me as a, a sarcastic, know-it-all sports dork. But on off of the microphone, I am a father. And I had to have that conversation with my young woman near adult daughter and say hey the internet is forever don't do anything that you're going to regret later on some stupid decision whether it's something inappropriate or something you think it's funnier the time or you're making fun of somebody or you're doing something to hurt someone's feelings like you can't just do like the world isn't mean girls like the internet is is no place for a burn book in real life the internet is forever. Be careful. Dane, how old are you? I'm 30. All right, so you're just a shade younger than me. Okay. And, like, when I was growing up, the, the internet was introduced to me where it was like, don't put your real name. Don't say anything that can come back to you. Like, be very careful. And, like, now it's people just, like, put their entire existence on it. And they don't realize, like, just how permanent it is. As you were growing up, Dane – six years younger than me was it the same kind of mentality or is it just always been like another facet for you like you're not afraid of the internet well i I think when i grew up it was still kind of similar to you as kind of uh be careful out there like we didn't really understand it completely and yeah it's it's definitely there's been a, a paradigm shift in the whole uh putting your entire life out there for everybody Mid-season acquisition for the Brewers, Rowdy Telez hits a solo dinger to deep center to put the Brewers up 3-2 to two in the top of the fifth. All right, it's about time. <laughs> Professionally speaking, John Gruden never has to do a single thing ever again. That's a fact. That's a fact. But he, what is about to happen is a bunch of individuals in this country are going to rally around him. And, I like, if you, like, for instance, if you Google right now, like, Donald Trump Jr. and, like, John Gruden. Like, there's all of a sudden, like, this John Gruden is a martyr movement. I would be 0% surprised if John Gruden embraces that support. And if he does, I'll be absolutely sickened. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the, the cancel culture people are like, okay, there is a little bit of excess with cancel culture. Like, give some people a break. Like, you guys need to chill out in the media not everyone on earth needs to be doxxed but you have a decade of evidence that he said some horrible things about every vulnerable group on earth like everyone who's not a middle-aged white man he said horrible things about him there's over a decade of evidence and if you want to if you're getting his side you are going to die on that hill and that's not the good opinion to have for a decent human being Dane, you're about to get your first caller ever on talk radio. Tommy, welcome to the program via the Quans Auto Care Hotline. Tommy, how are you? Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, Tommy, the truth back at you. Listen to the, the comments about um, what happened with John Gruden. And the thing about that, when you when you see things like that that's been accumulating for the, I guess, last 10 years, people will say, well, that's in the past, so on and so forth. That happened back then. But it also 
tells you a lot about his character and, and the way he does think about things. And you don't know if he still thinks that way now. He probably still does. He just keeps it much less hidden and keeps it to himself. So that does tell you about his core values. Will Gruden get a second chance? Yeah, he probably will. You know, it might take a year or two. I don't think he'll ever coach again. But I do think he'll, if he wants to go back into the booth, he was, he was actually pretty, pretty good in that booth. He'll probably go back to doing that. I think Vincent was talking about Ray Rice and the situation with him. That's too bad. He never got a second chance. And I, I always thought he should have at least got one second chance. And uh, he never received it in Colin Kaepernick, the same thing. He should be an NFL quarterback, at least a backup right now. And there's, there's no doubt about it, but the NFL just, you know, they blackballed him. They said, no, nah, you're not, you're not going to be in the league anymore. But um, John, Hey, John Gruden he, doesn't need a year or two break. He can just go to Breitbart Sports right now. <laughs> yeah, they probably would take him, man. But, you know, that guy is – the thing is, I think he's so overrated just on, on a professional level. Like I've told you before, he, he won a Super Bowl. He beat his old team. He knew the plays. And then, you know, he beat with he beat him with Tony Dungy's team. And then he never took Tampa Bay to the playoffs after that Super Bowl. So I, I always thought he was – he's the type of guy, he's a salesman. He, he could sell you water by the ocean. He could sell you sand in the desert. He really knows how to talk, if you know what I'm saying. And, uh, yeah, he's, he's going to pay a price for it. He shouldn't have said all that stuff. It just tells you more about who he possibly really is, and that's, that's unfortunate. Tommy, thank you for the time. We're up against the See, break. guys, you guys are magnificent. Bye. Oh, how kind. Oh, appreciate you, Tommy. Yeah, Dane, it, I don't know. This one's tough for me because I, re- like, I recognize, like Tommy says, you got to give a guy a second chance. You got to do whatever. But there's where there's smoke, there's fire. And, and specifically when you're a leader of men, specifically when you're a leader of young adults, specifically when you have that kind of impact, you cannot draw – from the well of resources that John Gruden has as core values. That's my opinion. And, and you said it earlier, Fred, like such a progressive organization. Yeah, insanely. He can't be the face of a progressive organization. Mm-hmm. Dane, thank you for sticking around with us for another one. You are the absolute best, and we're at the break. Uh, you got to go, or you, or you got one more? Yeah, thanks a lot. I, I better get out of here, but I, I appreciate guy. it. Dane Leininger, the well, the everything at the Y, really, if we're being honest. If you're down there, you're going to see him doing some stuff. Right. Dane, thank you so very much. Uh, we're grabbing a break. When we get back, uh, I want to talk about, I mean, let's talk NBA a little bit, Van. i got to get off this one. ABQ Central on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Animal. Big thank you to Dane Leininger who joined us for the, what, like the last 30 minutes? That's a fast 30 minutes, man. That flew by, didn't it? Hey, Fred, sometimes the universe just smiles on you, gives you a little gift. After we spent two straight segments lambasting and exposing John Gruden, during the commercial break of the Brewers-Braves game, there was an advertisement for a new series on USA and Sci-Fi about the murderous doll Chucky. Oh, Oh, gosh. So what's what are the odds there, buddy? <laughs> I saw that same commercial during Monday Night Raw last night. Yeah, they've been Weird. running that for a, a less almost a week. I've seen that. Oh, really? Well, this is the first time I saw it. Yeah. The way Monday Night Raw did it, because you know I like I have the Hulu thing, like I don't watch commercials or whatever. And the way they did it was it was actually part of the program, so you couldn't escape it. So he was like oh. watching. So the doll Chucky 
was watching Monday Night Raw like on a TV, and then he was like, for whatever reason, the doll Chucky was like, well, I'm gonna. I've never really seen a Chucky movie, so I don't really, I guess, know what he does. But he murders, like, he murders people. He's a doll. Oh, that, so it's, it's not. A, it's a doll it's that kills people. He's got a knife. He found a knife. The doll. Yeah, yeah. And he kills him with it. We'll just take his batteries out. It's not Shawshank Redemption. There's not a lot of layers here, Fred. Just a, it's a doll <laughs> that kills people. This actually makes sense because there's currently a storyline in WWE about one of the wrestlers having a doll that kills people. Huh. So that all checks out, actually. That's. I need a new hobby. This is, oh, man. This is to the point. To the important embarrassment. Brewers catcher Omar Nervaez. Let me check the replay here. Oh, my goodness. Foul ball right in the boys. Oh, my goodness. Didn't even hit the ground first. Just straight into the nugget pouch. Oh, well, what man. What is he doing? Not paying attention? Or? Oh, my goodness. Well, no, it just, he fouled it. Ozzy oh. Albies fouled it underneath his glove. Oh, oof. I think it barely missed the boys. He's singing at a He seems he seems B. okay. Yeah, octave. Well, if there's one blessing, it's that third string catchers are having the best postseason ever, so they can put anyone in there. So. See, he's talking about Chris Taylor there, Vital, if you couldn't tell. He's yes, got the tr- reference. He's, he's trying to roast the player that demolished his dreams <laughs> and aspirations. What's going to give in first? Kyrie Irving or New York City COVID-19 vaccine mandates. Oh, well, let me see here. Hmm. I don't know, man. If if anybody's going to die on that hill, it's going to be Kyrie, right? Like, Yeah, it is. Why not? He's just, like, missed games because reasons before. Like, he's just skipped out on his teammates before to, to do whatever he felt like, go to, like, a flat earth conference or something. I don't know. They were like, they were like, dog, you cannot just be part time. Yeah, like they just told him flat out. Who do you think you are, Roger Clemens? <laughs> you just get to show up after the All Star break, and they yeah. stop drug testing. Just only pitch home games on Fridays after you shoot up. Like, you can't do that anymore, man. It's so crazy to me because he makes three hundred and eighty thousand. Her game. Oh my god. Can you hear me? Say it again. Three, Say it again for those in the back. Three hundred and eighty thousand. That is so much money. And I'm not a scientist, but I'm gonna tell you what I'm familiar with. It's insanely safe. If you don't get the vaccine, Kyrie Irving, you lose three hundred and eighty K. Per game. That is so much money. And normally the boys are like, hey, we support everyone's right to to their choices and the shoes or whatever. But there's no way that like Kevin Durant and James Harden are like, cool. You can never go back now. Sorry about your super team, Brooklyn. In the NBA, is there they can do that trade exception thing, right? Where they can get his money off the books. Oh, sure. Yeah. So that's what's going to happen. And the and the Nets are going to be like, we're actually really excited to get someone who cares about us. They should shove it in his face and like trade for Andrew Wiggins and Bradley Beal. 
the last two people that didn't give in. <laughs> There's something really vexing, too, about, like, why would you go heel against your own team? Like, this is not pro wrestling. Like, like you don't – there's no reason to be the bad guy. Like, what are you trying to – there has to be a motivation bigger than the NBA. There has to be a motivation in his life – this is going to sound really simplistic – that's greater than $380,000 82 times. Oh, uh, he just needs to do his own research, Fred. He what does needs, that mean? He just needs a little more time to do his own research. I hear that all the time. I really don't even know what that sentence means. Hey, you know what, Fred? Before I get into this airplane, I think I need to do my own research on on aeronautics and you know the history of the airline pilot and you know physics. I'm going to do my own research about physics before I get into this airplane. No, just get into the airplane. You're not a, you're not a physicist. You don't need to understand aeronautical engineering to know that airplanes are okay to get into you know what you do have to do you have to trust that there's a faa that license and like make sure that everything is safe and comfortable and by the way that's how it works with coaches yeah like we were just talking about john gruden how he shouldn't be allowed to lead people because this is the nfl like the new mexico athletics coaches association vets coaches yeah hey i'm not trust sure the process i'm not sure if i want to get into an airplane today let me go on facebook and ask my dumbest aunt about aeronautical engineering. I'll just do my own research on whether I should get into an airplane or not. How about that? The Kyrie team? Irving, $380,000 a game. A game, guys. Do you hear me? And they're supposed to open the NBA season next week against Vital's like, Milwaukee Bucks, the defending champs. I, I think this guy is looking for any excuse to not want to play anymore. I mean, this has got to be just exhausting and stressful for the Nets organization to sure. deal with them. No, it's, he, it's how, exhausting. He, he's not it's proven any, distracting. He's not proven anything about anything, really. No. If anything wrong, because he's more, now more toxic than he had been before. For sure. Now you're just going to be worse with him. Like Durant and Harden, like just those two dudes, that's enough to be the second best team in the East get you into the playoffs, right? Like it's the Bucks is the the class of the East and then who's who's the best after that? It's still the Nets even without Kyrie. A very self-centered person, he should retire. Well, he's going to have to retire. He didn't have a choice. He didn't have a choice. You can't play. Can't play. Well, here's the thing, he can play elsewhere and he knows that. So like is he trying to like move the Nets hands? Is he like, hey, you got to send me to one of those Texas teams or whatever? They probably don't want him either. No, they don't want him because they, they see what type of guy he is. That's what I'm saying. And also, like, basketball, this is going to sound crazy. It's a game of momentum. You need two, three, four games in a row to get your legs right, to get your shot on point, to find the groove. Load management for half the games – what? Like he Tyler. really he really had it in his head that like the world was going to change for him. His what whole is, life's been what like is that. wrong with his brain? Let's like uh, like oh, the country is going to change because I protest. 
Let's go to that break, Van, and we'll wrap this one up when we get back. ABQ Central, 95.9. Van, for example, about the Kyrie situation. What? Is, like, New York just reclassified the team's training facility, so he it would have been a private building instead of a gym, right? So he could have, by, by rule, practiced. But the team was like, no. No, we don't want him. Get that crazy guy out of here. It's such a ridiculous dance. And how do you surround yourself with so many people in your life that are just, I'm going to use the phrase yes men or just zealots. I don't know what to say. They're like, hey, Kyrie, all of the decisions you're making right now, they're really good. Fred, we do a lot of charity work in the community. Some. We're helpers. Like, we like to help. Some. Hey, like, if we're, if we're going to a, a charity event, say the why, we're not like, hey, you know what would help today? The guy yelling at clouds at the bus stop. Let's bring him on to help. And that's what he's, Kyrie Irving is the guy yelling at clouds at the bus stop now. That's what he, I mean, he's a flat earther. He thinks there's microchips and vaccines that I'm not even going to go into this again. It's bonkers. They don't want him. It shows like a complete lack of like intelligence, decision making skills. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because like it's not the pandemic's fault. It's not New York City's fault. It's not the NBA's fault. Like the reason this is an issue is because of Kyrie Irving. Tomahawk like, chops were out until just now. Braves tied it up 4-4 in the bottom of the fifth. Now we're going into the top of the sixth. We got quite a baseball game here. Brewers fighting for their baseball lives. 4-4, top six. They don't need them. You can't do it to the rest of the team either, right? Because if you're like, hey, the standard here, guys, is... We're all going to do the right thing and help each other out and be part of the team. Unless, of course, you average 20 points a game and 10 points and 10 assists, and then you're exceptional and special. No. Yeah. I mean, it sets a bad precedent for the team. It sets a bad precedent in the locker room. Like, what, are you going to give him his own wing? Like, he gets his own wing in the locker room? He gets his own trainer? You got to keep him separate from everybody all the time? Because you're worried he's going to have a contact tracing every single day of his life. And this team, the Nets, they knew this weird stuff was coming. Cause like, and we watched the Olympics over the summer. Patty Mills balled out of his mind. They signed Patty Mills. Sure. Now, I'm not saying Patty Mills is Kyrie Irving on the court. He's not. But you know what he is? Everything that Kyrie Irving's not off the court. Yes and yes. Kyrie, Patty Mills shows up in uh, Brooklyn, and he's like, I'm the happiest I've ever been. This is the most exciting time of my life. I can't. Everything about this is perfect, and I love it, and I just want to play basketball and help. And Kyrie Irving's like, like, get off my lawn of poor decisions and, and confusion and misunderstanding. I get it. I get the apprehension. Like we, We've talked about this on this show ad nauseum. I get why the black American community has trepidation about, number one, the government, number two, science. Because they have both screwed them over historically. Yes. Guess what? This is not that situation. 
Just a world of frustration, my dude. Not for me. I love it. Give me all this you got. We filled up two segments with this idiot. He's going to end up being – it's going to be tough for him, too, because he's not going to get championed by the people that he wants to champion him. Yeah, because he's not gonna he's not gonna be Kyrie Irving, perennial All Star, no. world champion. He's gonna be Kyrie Irving, flat earther and anti vaxxer. That's gonna be his legacy. You know when Dave Grohl like appears at stuff and he can put like musician or director or writer or whatever. Like for Kyrie Irving, he's gonna show up at stuff and the lower third is gonna say nut job, conspiracy theorist. Yes, yes. Jerk. It's going to say jerk. Bad teammate. Inconsiderate teammate. Does not care about others. I'm embarrassed, man. I'm embarrassed for he. Hey, good on the Nets. You know, low-key, I'm a Knicks guy. I've, we've had this talk before. Sure. I'll, I'll make the jump. I'm on Team Nets right now. Nice. Setting the standard. <laughs> Watch Ben Simmons become... A net real quick. Watch Kyrie become a 76er. Grab a break, man. I got 30 more minutes before I have to go. One more hour of the program left. It's ABQ Central, 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Back on the program. Astros win big today. They advance the ALCS. Red Sox, they win big. They advance. So it's Red Sox Astros. You called both those, Vital. Guess who else did? <laughs> yeah, boy. It's a family divided, Fred. Talking about your actual family. My actual family. My sister and brother in law are big Red Sox fans. They go to Fenway almost every year. Big Red Sox nation. And, of course, now my niece, who doesn't know any better, she's a Red Sox fan now. And then my parents have to play Switzerland in this whole thing. They're quietly just rolling, fellas. Yep. Well, the thing is quiet anymore. They scored double-digit runs. <laughs> Speaking of scoring double-digit runs, the Brewers scored two, the Braves scored two, the Brewers scored two, the Braves scored two. Yeah. Currently in the currently in the top of the six, the Brewers are looking to extend their season by at least one more game, and the Braves are looking to close out Atlanta at home so they'll get the final chance. The playoffs have felt really tight this year, right, Van? A lot of back and forth. Yeah. No complete dominance. And I aside mean, from, like, one little weather issue – like everything has just gone very crisp, and you've had you've had fun extra innings, and you've had walk off after walk off after walk off for some reason. Like baseball is currently as exciting as it has been in my adult life, and I don't think enough people are watching it. Sixteen of twenty TVs at Dave and Buster's last night on Lamar Jackson. I mean, do you blame him after that performance no. he had? No, I don't. But still, I mean. Football is king in America. Baseball really doesn't push the meter like it used to. It's slowly inching back. It's slowly making a comeback. 
But it's still, I mean, it's niche, right? I think it's, it's I mean, baseball's like generational, right? Number one, it's regional. Number two, it's generational. Yeah, I agree with that. Like, you have to have it passed down to you to really like it. Like, if you've never been exposed to baseball, you know nothing about baseball, you're going to become a little older, and then you're going to find out about baseball, you're like, eh, this might not be for me. But if you if you know about baseball in your youth, and you, you know the intricacies of baseball, you know the pitcher-hitter relationship, you know how much it takes to be an actual baseball player and be a successful baseball team, right? then you're going to have that kind of, of interest. But it's it's hard for casual fan, it's hard for new fan to really get into unless you have someone there to usher you in, right? Joining the program on the Quan's Auto Care Hotline, friend of the show, Howard. Howard, welcome. Gentlemen, you know, nothing better than a long, hard day and eating a Krispy Kreme donut and following it up with a beer, Vitale. There we go. So what what uh what beer pairs best with Krispy Kreme donuts? Bailey's. Oh, Bud Light goes with any kind of food. Uh, there you, go. you know, pecan sandies, Krispy Kremes. You're speaking you know, Fred's language. Bud Light is, <laughs> is a versatile beer. I mean, all my all my best and worst memories are all associated with Bud Light, so I would agree completely with that. Well, uh, I lost a few memories due to Bud Light, but I have there. some good ones, too. All right, guys. You had me when I was driving around, coming in, getting ready to wrap up the day. Kyrie Irving. Here we go. Yep. I mean, it's the, the NBA even said they wouldn't test for marijuana this year to try to get him to get the vaccine. <laughs> <laughs> Good trade. I'm telling you, you know, they're trying. And you know what? I'm like, I just looked up his net worth. He's worth just under $100 million. Just under $100 million right now with a future ahead of him that can make him worth five, six, seven hundred million, right? That's that's enough money to go from each end of the flat earth. Well, you know, and this is this is what I'm about to suggest. <laughs> Kyrie, if you're listening, I'm sure you are. If you're worth under a hundred mil, I mean, come on, man. Chip off about thirty or forty mil of that. I'm a stucco contractor. I'll make the earth round for you. <laughs> that's a hell of a deal, man. Yeah, I'm telling you, man, if you you can beat that deal, you know, give it a shot, right? I got some oceanfront property in Arizona. I'm telling you guys, this this is just too, you can't even make this stuff up about Kyrie. There is no more a selfish person in the world than Kyrie Irving, except maybe my uh, ex-wife. But well, that's a story for another day. <laughs> Here we day. go. Oh, my. All right. That's there, a story for another day. We'll have to have some uh, shots of tequila on that one. Vital, get anyway, your finger you know, on that mute button. <laughs> don't get me started about ex-wives, right? You know? Uh, Got to love them. Love to throw them off a bridge. But anyway, uh, oh. you know, that's, that's just nuts. You know, I like the idea of signing Wiggins and Beal and bringing them over and just rubbing his face in it. But you know, Brooklyn's going to be just fine without him. But son of a gun, they would have been amazing with him, right? Yeah, yeah. supposed to be the new super team, right? That's what I thought. You know, I, I'm, I'm, I don't know. But, uh, you know, you guys really sidetracked me. So now I'm going to have to call again tomorrow because I was going to talk about America's team 
the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, well, you can uh, text or call back uh, in a 6.30 and 6.45 segment. for that, so I'll be calling back tomorrow. Okay, okay. guys? Well, me and Vital are going to be talking football at 6.30. Okay, I may call back. Miller beer greater than Bud Light. Well, I tell you what, that's just not true. Oh, yeah. no, you got to try a Krispy Kreme and a Bud Light, and then I'll change your mind, okay? Uh, yeah. Have Howard, a good night, guys. Thank you so very much. I think – thanks for the call, Howard. I think Krispy Kreme would probably go better with, like, a Guinness maybe, like something, like, smoother and creamier. I'm calling a Audible van. Okay. Uh, we're going to do the varsity right after this, and I've just decided today's varsity is the varsity of beers. Okay. Okay, so today's varsity is the varsity of beers. Watch how Miller does not make the list. Sweet. Oh, it does. <laughs> it's the high life. Come on, Fred. You're going to curse his brewers. Freddie Freeman with a single, a two-out single, bottom of the six, still tied 4-4. Now, beer is not always the same beer. I mean, there's so many different kinds, but the old budget beers are the best. I know we were just talking about baseball, but I need I do like need to pivot back real quick to this Kyrie thing. The the athletic, you're familiar with the athletic man? Of course. They're saying that Kyrie is not anti-COVID-19 vaccine. He's his stance is based on people who have lost their jobs due to vaccine mandates. What? Oh, that's a good pivot. That's smart. That's good pub. What you get some this? people behind him. You know, Kyrie's fighting for me. He's out here fighting a good fight. No. Just no. The Athletic will do this, too. Like, they'll be like, cool, we're going to run a spin on it. Like, we have insider analysis. Like, what does that mean? No, you don't. Yeah, it's still the same to me. No matter how they try to spin it, it's all the same to me. I speak crazy. You know this. You? I, was, I was in the mental health industry for uh, over a decade, and then also me being a crazy person. So I know crazy. This is crazy stuff. This isn't reasonable picketing fight the good fight stuff this is just uh this is just the lament lamentations of an insane person i'm not even saying to like anyone to suspend disbelief like you're not watching a lord of the rings movie and you have to believe that dragons are real like i'm saying i'm even saying question question wherever you want but now like you're gonna put a spin on it yeah yeah, pretty silly. Nice try, though. Nice try. That's all it is, right? It's just a try. How can I make this look? How can how can I make everyone else the bad guy? Because I already pointed out, Kyrie Irving doesn't have a single problem in his life that he didn't create. I'm gonna say yes. That is correct. I feel bad for Vitalis. Brewers are about to lose. Oh, don't say that. This Atlanta teams are real good. And they're missing the one of the best players in baseball. I think council over manages. I really do. No, that's what Dusty Baker does. 
Dusty Baker is the worst at it. He's the worst manager in baseball. He's not. He's so much the worst manager in baseball. If the Astros don't make it to the World Series, the only reason is Dusty Baker. You might not be wrong. Time will there, tell. He he so lost. Talent. He single handedly lost Game Three. Like you know, okay, everybody, you know, you have to play nine innings. But he yanked the starter too early. He yanked Zach Granke too early. He, he threw did, 25 pitches. He, he kept doing the wrong matchups. He put in a hitter that a switch hitter that hits better on the left side. He switched him around to his better side. Like, get out of here. And his wristbands are stupid. That I'm into. I like his wristbands and masks. I got one segment left. It's the it's today's varsity. The varsity of beers is the texture is wrong. Let me get back after this. And then NFL talk to round out the program with old Van Nunley and Mike Vitale. It's ABQ Central on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Special thank you today to Lieutenant Tom Ruiz, Captain R.A. Martinez of the Albuquerque Fire Department, who came on the program and talked about Socktober and their drive to help locker number 505 and how you can donate brand new socks and underwears to local firehouses and they will get them over to locker 505 and then they will get them to young adults in the community in need. Big thank you to Dane Leininger who joined us for a couple segments, talked about the strong 2.0 challenge at the YMCA and then stuck around to talk about Coach John Gruden a little bit, which was nice. That was a nice little thing. Ready for the varsity, Van? Let's do it. So this came up because Howard, caller Howard, said he eats his Krispy Kremes with Bud Light. Okay. Okay. Not that there's anything wrong with no, that. No, super weird, but not that there's anything wrong with that. Sure. And you know, I'm from St. Louis, Missouri. Right. So if anyone says a negative thing about Bud Light, um, I instantly put them mentally. I catalog them in a category in my brain where I no longer trust or love them. You know, I think that's an easy position to take, right? Like, oh, Bud Light's gross. You're just drinking water. It's not, it's, I mean, it's not like Pinky's Out, super quality beer. It's a drinkable beer. It's drinkable, it's drinkable beer that anybody can like. Do you like chorin? Do you like doing yard work? Do you like sitting at a yard sale? Do you like being outside in the sun? Do you enjoy athletics or sporting events? Name one. Do you like wedding receptions? Do you want me to keep going? Uh, no, I do not because you're giving away all my answers to the varsity. <laughs> <laughs> Today's varsity, what the varsity is, is we pick a category throughout the program, and then in that category we identify what we believe to be the varsity of that category. This is not JV van. So, for instance, we're talking about Burt's here. We're not talking about Ernie's, okay? Fair. Today's varsity is the varsity of beers. You want me to go first or you want to? Serve it up, brother. All right. I like cold ones, Van. Ooh. So I'm going to put cold ones on my list of the varsity of beer. I'm going to say that cold ones are in the varsity. Nothing wrong with the coldie, brother. Yeah. I mean, warm beers, definitely JV. Oh, for sure. Them coldies are varsity. Yeah. Well, in Ireland, they drink Guinness warm. Yes, but that's different. Cask Guinness warm, like room temp, is phenomenal. That's different. 
Okay, Fred, since you already gave one of mine away, I'll start with this one. Okay. In the varsity of beers, my first would be the day baseball beer. That's a good beer. Yeah, There's good one. nothing better, except for my other four answers, there's nothing better <laughs> than a day baseball beer. You got yourself some peanuts, maybe a Cracker Jack. And you got a nice coldie sitting right in front of you. When you probably, you're probably supposed to be at work. You're probably, you probably, hey, look, look, look. You're probably supposed to be at work right now. But here you are with one of the boys, maybe all the boys. And you got a cold beer right in front of you watching some baseball in the middle of the day. That's my first answer. I think that's a very good one. Thank you. My second answer, speaking of, is a good one. So uh, I think a good one is just as good as a cold one. Sure. So I'm going to put that in my varsity of beers. I'm going to say a good one ranks up near the top when having a beer. A bad one would be JV. Yeah, which yeah. is not for me. An okay one, well, that's not even part of the conversation. No, we wouldn't even. A, good, that. a good one, that is varsity. Yes. <laughs> Next on my varsity of beers. Another one you already rattled off at your, okay. in your first tirade at the beginning of the segment is the yard work beer. Yeah, that's a good one. The chorin beer. Uh-huh. You're out in the yard. You got your shady hat on. You got your migrant worker clothes on so you don't get a sunburn because you have really ginger sensibilities and you don't produce melanin and you get sunburns really easy. So you probably have long sleeves on and you're wearing sunscreen. I'm obviously talking about myself in this situation. And then you're done choring and you crack that cold beer mm. on my varsity of beers, the yard work beer. That's very good. Thank you. I would say... One with a friend oh. would be on my varsity of beers. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, I think that's a good one. One that you have, like with a buddy or a loved one. That's a good one. So put that on the list of the varsity. One you share with a friend. That's a good one. Yeah. That's a good one. Okay. I got three more on my varsity of beers. From the texter, the winner and still champion is a beer that someone else bought. Oh, yeah, OPB. Yeah, other people's beer? Oh, that, was, that was one of the ones on my list. There you go. <laughs> okay, OPB. It's a great beer. Okay, so this one is an emergency beer. Okay. So this is called the Chase a Horrible Shot Beer. Yeah, that's a big one. Or just Bad Shot Beer. Because yeah. you, you know me. I don't salt and lime my tequila. I don't chase my whiskey. But every once in a while, a buddy will hand you a shot and you're like, what's this? And they're like, nah, hey, don't worry about it, buddy. And you're like, okay, here we go. But you better have that chase a horrible shot beer in your other hand. So, bam, take the shot. It's some disgusting fire water motor oil. And then yes. you, better, you better have that chase a, a bad shot beer right there. So, next on my Varsity of Beers is the chase a bad shot beer. Speaking about next on your Varsity van, uh -huh. I would say on my Varsity is the next one. Oh, yeah. So yeah, I would yeah. say, yeah, up there with the cold one, a good one, and one with a friend, I would say the next one is on my on my varsity of beers. The next one's a very good one. Yeah, I'm that's that one. You know that one's going to be good. Yep. Okay, <laughs> and this one is my absolute favorite beer. And it's my number one 
I got, I'm saving one more because it's a more timely and pertinent answer. Okay. But my number one on the varsity of beers, and I don't have this beer very often, but uh-huh. when, well, when I do, though, it is the most magical beer that I've ever had. All right. And that beer, my friend, is the shower beer. Ah. You have a steaming hot shower and an ice-cold beer sitting just a, a little arms grab away. You're letting that hot water rush all down you. You take a sip of that cold beer and you put it back on the shelf. So my number one beer and the varsity of beers is the shower beer. That's a very good beer. Thank you. My number one, Van, is the one you pour out to the homies. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, the pouring one out beer is a good one. It's about showing, like, reverence for friends or relatives. Yeah. Um, that to me is if there was a top of my varsity, but they're all equal, I would say the one you pour out for your homies, um, that, that libation puts it in, in the varsity. And this is number five on my varsity, but I saved it for last because it's more pertinent to what we're doing right now. Okay. Shout out to Evolve Fitness who we're doing sober October with, and they're helping us out on our physical and mental health journey this morning yeah you got you got you got your butt whipped by a a group a roving gang of super sweet old ladies in an exercise class well to be fair Uh, to be fair ah. they had muscle memory they had a lot of years doing sure so the last on my varsity of beers is the after sober october beer which yeah. I dream about every night. I can't wait for November 1st when I have that, that, little, that little, <laughs> just on the tip of my tongue, that after sober October beer. Boys, I got to go. The University of New Mexico Highlands is hosting Adams State tonight. It's going to be a lot of fun. Volleyball action will be on the New Mexico Sports Network 20.5 and the RMAC. Follow us on social media, and you can find those links to me bringing you all the bumping, all the setting, and all the spiking. Van and Vital, you guys will take it home. This is 90, or excuse me, this is ABQ Central on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Welcome back, Albuquerque. You're listening to 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. You're listening to ABQ Central with Van Nunley and uh, not Fred Slow. Fred Slow is calling volleyball in Las Vegas, New Mexico. So we're going to be talking football with Van and super producer Mike Vital. 505-246-0610. Hit us up on the Quans Auto Care Hotline. We'll answer your pressing NFL questions. You need some hot takes, you need some predictions, you need some questions answered. I'm your man for the next half hour. Welcome to superstardom Lamar Jackson. Wow. What incredible performance last night. What a comeback. 22-3, to 25-25. And then come back. Wow. Wow. 
What did he get? Four hundred and what yards passing? I don't even have it pulled up here. Yeah, that one we bought. I think it was four hundred and four. But he had personally himself over five hundred yards of offense just by himself. So we got four hundred and forty two passing yards on thirty seven completions. And then we had sixty two rushing yards on fourteen carries, which a grand total of five hundred and four yards. That is a very good game for a whole team in the Big 12 in college. He did that by himself in the NFL against professional football players. Don't forget there was over 1,100 yards of offense by both offenses last night. Tells you what was going on. It was a shootout. Well, there were a lot of fluky turnovers. A lot of, it was a weird game. Like, you didn't think it would be 25-25 and have 1,200 yards of offense. 1,200 yards of offense is usually like 48-52. to 52. It was 22-3. to 3. And Lamar Jackson put his team on his shoulders and led them back. Four out of Lamar Jackson's last seven victories are of the come-from-behind variety. Lamar Jackson had a stigma of he can't win a game by himself. The only way the Ravens can win is if they run the ball and play defense and Lamar Jackson runs for over 100 yards. Wrong. Lamar Jackson is a new quarterback now. He's matured. He's way more accurate. He can read defensive better. And good luck tackling the guy. Good luck tackling the guy. He's like a he's like a watermelon just like covered in Vaseline at a pool party. Nobody can nobody can grab him, Vital. Well, and he's improved his game a lot. I mean, he's got right now more yards and touchdowns than he did in his MVP season through five games. Isn't that insane? And no one is giving him like MVP credit. Everyone's talking about Josh Allen. Yeah. Everyone's talking about Kyler Murray. Everyone's talking about Josh Herbert. Quietly, right now, the hottest quarterback in the NFL. Yes, and thank God because he's on his own, keeping me in the standings in my fantasy team. <laughs> so big shout out. There's a reason. Big shout out to your big fourth quarter, Lamar Jackson. <laughs> you just won my fantasy week last week. Thank you so much. I'm impressed. So I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest here. I knew how talented of an athlete he was when he came into the league. Like if you watch his tape at Louisville, it's it's like somebody's just playing video games. It's like he's a video game character when he was at Louisville. But now he's in the NFL, like I had my doubts. And I will be the first to eat crow. I'll be the first to say I was wrong. Lamar Jackson is a quality NFL quarterback. It took a while. Like he was a, a dynamic weapon his whole career, but now he's like the total package. He can read defenses. He can make every single throw on the field. And he has an absolute cannon. Throwing 60-yard bombs flat-footed. And accuracy. That was one of the things that I, I thought a couple last couple of years was his accuracy downfield. He had some nice throws last night. And then that one that won the game, the way in which he threaded the needle right into it because the guy, Brown, had caught it right there on the end, the end line. 
Yeah, I've been right wi- on the goal line. That is, I'm wildly impressed with the fourth quarter comebacks this year and a team leader. Like he, I mean, he looked very wide eyed his first couple years in the league. Like he was overwhelmed by what was going on, and I mean, and that's where you know that that line came from. You know, that's where that line of thinking came from. Is that the Ravens have to rush the ball and defense for him to win games. I get it. He was wide-eyed. He couldn't read defenses. He had to make plays on the run. But now he could do it in the pocket. And now if he needs to scramble, if he needs to get out, he can do that better than anyone else in the league. So I've been wildly impressed. Watch out, AFC. The Ravens have not gone anywhere. And, And look what he's done with that team. A decimated running back core. Yeah, the injuries have really hurt him, but they're four and one, and I think there's only five teams in the right after week five that are four and one. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's true. I was very impressed in Buffalo's domination of Kansas City. Yeah, that was a coming out party for the Bills. Vital, you know I'm a Josh Allen homer. That's right. I am too, though. I like him. I've been singing his praises for a long time now. He had an amazing season last year. But now he's really showing that he can do it all. He can make any throw on the field. And he's great at scrambling. Like I, I, I remember that play where he had to scramble out to his right. This was in the fourth quarter looking for a, a first down. And he outran two linebackers that were trying to chase him. He's six and a half foot tall, and he's outrunning linebackers. He outran two linebackers in a defensive end to get the first down. And it's not like a a Kyler Murray or a Lamar Jackson that you, you know they're the fastest people on the field, but it's this giant Ben Roethlisberger-looking guy, and he's outrunning everybody on the defense except for the cornerbacks. It's so impressive. And I, I, I foolishly in the Pick'em League and I foolishly on this show pick Kansas City just because I think they were due for a bounce back and they were at home. And the offense has done what they needed to do. Like Patrick Mahomes has thrown what? I think six interceptions, which is more than he's thrown the last two years. But I've watched those games, and out of those six interceptions, five of Mahomes' interceptions – hit his receivers in the hand. So I still believe in Kansas City, but that defense has more holes than Swiss cheese. Like this defense, Kansas City defense is bad. Now I think they're still a real good team. It's just right now the flavor of the week is the Buffalo Bills, and they should be because of the way they've been playing. But I think one of the problems with the – and the, and they'll they'll get it settled because they're such an elite team, Kansas City. I got faith in them. The thing that separates them – Right now, from winning a couple more games they could have easily done is the turnover problem. No, I agree completely. Orlando, welcome to the show. What do you want to talk about, buddy? Oh, a lot of things. But anyway, uh, you guys were touching on the NFL. A lot of good games. That game last night, I thought, you know, Ravens were done. They were playing like crap. And then old Lamar pulls his magic. That was awesome. Awesome to see. He what did alone he had accounted for 450 yards or something? That's like crazy. Yeah, 504 yards total. Oh, was it 504 yards total for him? Yeah, passing and rushing, just him. Jesus. 
Yeah, it's crazy, right? Crazy. Won my fantasy anyway, league by himself. Yeah, and uh, for Fred, there's a big, the big baseball St. Louis. I'm a Dodger fan, hardcore Dodger fan. It was hard to watch last night. I mean, set up for success. You got Scherzer going. Um, pitches pretty much a gem. Gives up the one homer, but you know, in the playoffs, that's that's enough to do you in. But those darn pesky Giants, as much as I hate them, got to give them credit. They don't, you know. For sure, and I love money wise, talent wise. They don't stack up against the Dodgers, but they've just done it all year. And like, wow, I do give credit to. Uh, Oh, Fred there, his uh, St. Louis Cardinals, they were, uh, they uh, made a run, and I got to give credit for credit to do. Old uh, Yadier Molina, Molina got a bow down. That dude is the baddest. Oh, for sure. Ever. I think he should be a first ballot Hall of Famer next. Not, uni- uh, yeah. not unanimous, Easy. but a first ballot. Without a doubt, exactly. You know, back, a no doubter. Back to uh, no Dodgers-Giants. Um, you're right. Max Scherzer pitched the gym. He did everything you needed to do to win the game. But the Giants just keep trotting out yeah. nobodies onto the pitching mound and shutting Ooh. everyone down. And I love I love the storyline of Alex Wood because Alex Wood pitched very well for the Giants for a few years in the playoffs, and he's an outcast from the Dodgers. Alex Wood didn't right. want to go anywhere. Right. Alex Wood didn't, right. didn't want to leave the team. So right. he played for right. the rival just for this one moment last night so he could shove it in their faces, and he shut yeah. them down. And, and I and loved watching did. it. He did. It was uh, tough to see. Orlando, what you got on the NFL front? Who's your squad? Uh, Cowboys. I'm a hard Cowboys fan. All I can say is, wow. Uh, I think they're even surprising themselves. Um. I always look, I'm not a big Jerry Jones fan, so as long as he's above ground, you know, he's uh, the Cowboys aren't going to go anywhere. They're, it's looking pretty promising, but it's still early. We're only a fourth of the season in, and uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, stupid moves like letting Jalen Smith go. I know they have, they're deep in the linebackers, but still, linebackers get hurt all the time. Vandresh, it's only a matter of time. He gets hurt all the time. It's his third year. He's been hurt every fourth year. He's been hurt every year. I agree with you, man. Uh, Orlando, yeah, you're right. We're up against a break, so I got to go. I got to let you go. Thank you so much for the call, and I'll finish this thought on the Cowboys. I I knew the Cowboys' offense was going to be good. Dak Prescott is good. Don't worry about what round he was drafted in. Don't worry about that injury. Modern science and technology is going to cure that, and he's the type of competitor that's going to do what he has to do to be back 100% healthy. So I had all the confidence in the world that the Dallas offense was going to put up yards, was going to put up points, was going to make big plays, was going to keep in the game. But the de- the defense is obviously the big difference. Like, Micah Parsons is better than even I thought he was going to be. And the real revelation here is, is Trayvon Diggs. Six interceptions in five yeah. games. This kid, he's as good as any uh, top big play receiver in the NFL. And he's on the other side of the ball catching more balls than the guy that he's up against trying to protect. And don't forget, they got their run game going again. Zeke has been busting it lately, a couple hundred-yard hundred yard rushing performances. I think I've noticed that that offensive line has gotten a lot better this year. That was one of the things, one of the keys going into the season. Can that offensive line hold up for that offense to score? And they, they've been doing it.
Yeah. If the Cowboys continue to play defense, watch out yeah. NFC. They're real good. Back with more NFL talk. You're listening to ABQ Central on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Welcome back to ABQ Central on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Van and Vital are going to be talking football up until 7 o'clock. Then after us, you got Mike Trujillo and True to the Game. Vital, you hanging out with uh, Trujillo tonight? Yep. You see and, you two guys? Uh, we'll be talking baseball because the Dodgers and Giants will be following this Brewers-Atlanta game. Mm. I want to punch a wall right now the way the Brewers just aren't getting any hits whatsoever. Man, you got to think that, like, Brewers are good at this. Brewers play small ball. It's 4-4. They, I mean, obviously, you'd rather have the lead, duh, but they're within striking distance towards the end of the game. And the Brewers are the type of team that they can get an infield hit. They could take a, a, a really big battle walk and get somebody on base and then work them around the bases, get a steal, get a hit and run, hit it to the right side, get them to third base, hit a sack fly. They're the type of team that only needs one run because even though the fool Devin Williams punched a wall, they still got a really good back end of the rotation. And if they just get a run in the eighth or ninth inning, they're going to shut it down and get a victory. Yeah, and I mean, you know, now here here's a chance where you could get Devin Williams. He's one of those kind of guys, you know, late in the game, that's what you need, a guy like that. What does he do? Punches walls. Yeah, I mean, I think – And that, that, that's what gets me about this team. Josh Hader, to me, is the best reliever in baseball. He's number one. He's, he's 1A by himself in a class with himself. And Devin Williams is just as good as the next four or five closers. So you got two top-shelf closers in the back of your bullpen, and then for whatever reason, I haven't heard the long version of the story yet, but for whatever reason, the day that you clinch, the day that you know you're going to the playoffs, you celebrate by getting drunk and punching a wall? I don't get it. But anyways, I think the Brewers still got a good shot. If they can get to a game five and get the ball to Woodruff, I think they're going to be in really good shape. Here's one for you, Van, because you're a big baseball fan. The uh, Braves pitchers have, have shut down the – Brewers, 11 straight batters have gone down. Oof, that's rough. I know that's hard to see for you. And, I mean, that's not the Brewers' game. They don't put up a lot of crooked numbers. They don't score runs in bunches. But they nickel and dime away from you. They scratch away at that lead. They're like Tampa Bay. but And the council, the, the Brewers' manager, is a huge analytics guy. And sometimes you can't disguise the team. Sometimes I think, because earlier in the season, they were a home run, home, you know, they would get it out of the yard, but the punch and Judy type hitting in an analytics, sometimes it's he overmanages. That's what counsel does. Yeah, for sure. I can see that. I mean, and you're preaching to the choir because, I mean, that's exactly what Dusty Baker does. He's the king of overmanaging in the playoffs and losing games for you. Speaking of Josh Hader, Josh Hader just walks out into the mound, 34 of 35 saves this year at the 1-2-3 ERA. Dude is so filthy. Dude is so unhittable. I mean, you leave him in for six outs, right? It's a must-win game. It's the bottom of the eighth. You just got to let him go two innings. Eddie Rosario up. I was also really impressed this past weekend by the Chargers. Cleveland is the first team to have 500 yards of offense Five touchdowns, no turnovers, 
40 points and lose. Did you see that stat, yeah. Vital? Yeah, I couldn't believe when I saw that. It's the flukiest loss in the history of football. And because the Chargers just outplayed them by like 1.24%. Like the Cleveland could not have played a better game, and they still lost to Justin Herbert and the Chargers. It's 40 points scored in that fourth quarter alone. You know, I, I'm not really sure who the Denver Broncos are. But I think the Broncos and the Raiders can do some damage. But you're looking at two Super Bowl contenders coming out of the West. Obviously, Kansas City Chiefs, if they can fix that defense. And then the Los Angeles Chargers are playing as good as anybody in NFL. Up there with your Ravens, your Packers, your Cardinals, your Rams, and your Bills. The Bills are wildly impressive. So the, far the, this the year. AFC is loaded. There's a lot of good teams. Yeah, I mean, it's just Rams, Bucks, and Packers. Oh, well, you could throw Cardinals in there. Yeah, they're unbeaten. The Cardinals just, I mean, they're unbeaten. They're very talented. And I think Kyler Murray is a top-shelf quarterback. But they're not battle-tested yet. they got a young coach, young quarterback. They haven't really cut their teeth on these big primetime games, these big playoff games. So it's hard to really judge what the Cardinals are going to be. But I think the Cardinals can be as good as anybody, and they've showed it already. They're the last unbeaten team in the NFL. They've beaten a couple cupcakes, but they've also beaten really good football teams. And I'm a, I'm a Kyler guy. Have you seen him play this year, Vitale? Yeah, he's playing real well, but the knock on him the last couple of years is that he fades in the second half of the season, so I'm just willing to see. I won't make... I won't have confidence until he can play strong the whole year because usually he comes out of the gate real well the last two years and fades, and right now he's looking pretty good. Yeah, I got to agree with you right there. Uh, I'm rooting for the Cardinals. My parents live in Arizona. I know a lot of Cardinal fans, so I hope they make some waves in the second half. I mean, because Kyler, he's just so fun to watch. Yeah, that offense that they they made for him is perfect. This is going to be a really fun NFL season because we got a couple new powerhouses emerging. You know, the uh, Stafford and the Rams, that's going to be fun to watch throughout the rest of the season. Have you, before we go here, because we got one minute, have you noticed the, the uptick and the higher level of competition, how competitive the games are now between the haves and the have-nots? A hundred percent, yeah. I mean, you saw that uh, not this past weekend, but the weekend before with the New York teams. Like, the two worst teams in the league are the Jets and the Giants, right? And they both hung up a couple W's two weeks ago. So, I mean, you know the saying, like, any given Sunday. This 53 professional athletes, they could come together and do some damage any given week. Thanks for joining us on the program today. Thanks for the callers, Vincent, Tommy, Orlando. Really appreciate the guests. The Albuquerque Fire Department, Lieutenant Tom Ruiz and Captain R.A. Martinez here to support Locker 505. Please, Albuquerque community, support Locker 505. Go to locker505.org. You can make your donations at any Albuquerque Fire Department location. Thank you for Dane Leninger of the YMCA, Sports and Fitness Director, to talk about the Strong Challenge. Make sure you check out ymcacnm.org for the Strong Challenge. Hey, and join Fred and Van at the YMCA. You've been listening to ABQ Central on 95.9 FM and AM 610 Knee, Sports Animal.